0: I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and today my guests are Kyle and Sandy Trudell, who met while attending QU and have now been married for 23 years. Kyle is the North America Marketing Director for ADM, and Sandy is the Digital Communications Specialist here at QU. In today's episode, Kyle and Sandy are going to share their story of how they met and what they've been up to since graduation. So, Kyle and Sandy, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad glad you guys could take some time out of your day to share your story. And let's kind of start with uh, what brought you to QU. And you probably each have a little different perspective on that. So what was the road that led you here?
1: Uh, I was from a small school, small town um, just north of here. And we had a a counselor who had uh, suggested QU, or Quincy College at the time. And my mom, she was really adamant on me going to college. Uh, We don't have too many members of our family who have gone and uh, so, yeah, they led us down here, and we really liked the size of it because I came from a small school. Um, we liked that it was uh, Catholic, so that helped, too, with a following in our faith. Um, but, yeah, that's what brought us here, a beautiful campus.
2: And Kyle? Yeah, for me, uh, I actually had, uh, in high school up near the Chicago area, a teacher there was close to our family. And she's a creative writing teacher, and I really liked her a lot, and she told my mother that I needed to go to college. Mm-hmm. so she really inspired us to look and then I came down and visited really by myself and my mother, and I came down and I met Father Tom Brown at the at the time, sure, who led the art department, and uh, he actually gave us a tour, and once I saw his work and I talked to him, I was sold. I, I really didn't look at any other college on the way home. My mother would say, "Well, do you want to look anywhere else?" I said, "No, this is great." Mm-hmm. so."
0: Yeah, Father Tom would would have that impact. I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah, he was
2: amazing. Yeah.
0: So, how did you guys meet?
1: I'll let Kyle tell this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it, it's an interesting story. I think um, we've been asked that a few times, and and so when I first got onto campus, we both were in Centennial. So one side was the the, the lady side, the other side was the gentleman, and uh, some some of the guys and I met. And the first thing we decided to do is welcome our our neighbors. So we just, the very first day we said, well, let's go over and meet our counterparts and help move in and say hi. So we literally had six or eight of us just went over to the lady's side, went through the hallway, kind of a little, probably not too classy, kind of abrupt in a way, just -hmm. just saying hi, introducing and meeting them all. And then um, I was actually going down the hallway and, and the last room on the right was Sandy's, who I didn't know at the time. I literally went down the stairwell and I did a I did a rubberneck. I turned around and went right back up the <laughs> stairs, walked into her room. She had it decorated up real artsy, like you know, like an artist major would. And uh, I just walked in and just said hi and just introduced myself and just. I'm sure she was probably like shut her door after that. But <laughs> but that was really the first time we'd met. Is just. Huh. You know, I just turned around, went back up, and I thought, "Who's this?" You know, and mm-hmm. from then on, we were friends in class, in classes, and we were close throughout our, I guess, our college experience. We were close as friends first. So.
1: Oh yeah, we did, we were friends for four years, and then we dated for four, for four years, and then then we were married for twenty three. So we've had a lot of wow. time together.
0: <laughs> wow. I, I hold on. <laughs> that, that, I think that called for a. Uh, <laughs> He's our producer of Mike over here is uh laughing because I've been wanting to use those.
2: This is a high tech facility. <laughs> I, I finally found an
0: excuse to use it, your your <laughs> your love story. That's I, awesome. Well what do you what types of things do you guys do together for fun?
1: Um anything we love anything outdoors, um anything creative, things that we can do with our daughter, uh Taylor, who's 13, 14 now. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Um we photography um road trips music um anything creative really
2: yeah we kind of still stick to our roots where sandy was real big in photography all through the years and uh, i was more on the music side and uh, maybe some other visual arts but it was it's interesting that you can certainly see that when we do stuff and we have fun with anything crafting or outdoors like she said with taylor and, and ourselves so we just like to to do hobbies and stay active yeah yeah
0: wonderful You have been married, obviously, we've mentioned for 23 years, but but together for eight more after that, I think you mentioned. So what is the biggest strength of your relationship?
1: Um, Kyle laughs at me when I say this, but patience, (laughs) (laughs) patience, trust, good communication, and then we laugh a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I I think, uh, you know, everything we do is in partnership. So whether, you know, everybody in life, we all have, you know, challenges with family, especially things going on these days. But whenever there's something big, um, we're always – the first thing I think of is talking to Sandy about it and just making sure we're aligned Um, because, you know, it's a lot easier when you take advantage of somebody else's perspective. And and so we don't really contradict each other much. We try our best to hear the other side and just kind of not even make a decision sometimes until we have talked to each other. So it makes it easier to partner, you know, if you're going to talk to one of our kids, you know, about stuff like that. And, uh, you know, things like that help. And then we laugh a lot. We joke a lot in our family. And I think that helps, especially during difficult times, to kind of just, you know, be a little more human, a little more relaxed and not get overwhelmed by things. You know, just take a deep breath. So
0: Very good. Well, I think it is time to take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to find out all the different things Kyle and Sandy have been up to since graduation. I'm Matt Bergman, and you're listening to From the Hawk's Nest.
1: The Quincy University Academic Symposium is a showcase for student achievement across our liberal arts curriculum. Each spring, student presenters engage in professional performance and discourse with experts in their field of study, as well as the greater community to disseminate their work. The symposium provides a public forum for academic competition with prizes awarded to a student and their faculty mentor from each department, including graduate studies programs. Visit www.quincy.edu slash academic dash symposium slash to learn more about this
0: exciting event. Welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. I'm Matt Bergman, and today we are chatting with Kyle and Sandy Trudell, who are both alums of QU. I forgot to even ask your question. Your graduation years. I know it was in the 90s.
1: I was 94. and
2: I'm actually the first man to graduate from Quincy University. So I graduated in 90, 93. 90?
0: the year We changed the name from yep. Quincy College. Very yep. good. So a 93 and a 94 uh-huh. alum here with us today. And uh, we've talked with them a little bit about their relationship and uh, how they got to QU. We're going to switch gears now and we're going to talk about what they've been up to since graduation. You both majored in art. And what types of jobs have that major opened up to you guys?
1: Okay. Um, well, while I was here, I discovered my passion for photography and uh, in one of Father Tom's classes where we would develop our own prints. And that was just magical for me. Um, so from there, I went on to uh, Jack's studio. Some people might be familiar with that. It was the old Shopco. Um, that was a lot of fun. That took me down a path there. Um, I've always followed a path in art. Um, from there I went into broadcast and that's you know where we work together at Matt. Um and then Kyle and I owned our own uh, uh web design company from there when our daughter was born and then uh, kind of transitioned into social media. So I've always been a part of it um in in the marketing field and, and design. Yeah.
2: And me, I, I actually uh I give uh Bob Major uh and and Tom Brown again and, and Rick Mammel credit because in my senior show, I actually, uh, we had, of course, we had uh, computer art here, and and I loved the computer art aspect of it. We used Amigos and things. We didn't have Adobe and all that, but uh, I really enjoyed it, and they made the comment during my senior show that my digital work was probably some of my better stuff and that I should look into that more even after graduation. So I actually, when I went back to the Chicago area, I took a couple seminars you know, in Adobe, and I just went to a print shop. So I started on the design side, um, and really, it's sort of a chain reaction. Once you get into any industry, and you have a background, um, then you can float to other things. So even though I started in design, I mean, through the years, I've been involved, like Sandy said, it from everything from book publishing and production and design to uh, web design and, and those types of creative things. And then it led me into marketing and branding. So my job was to help, you know, launch the brands for some of the places I worked at. And it all started from a visual communication side and a art side. But I've transitioned really mostly into a much more business side. But I always tap into the creative side, uh, no matter what I'm doing. So uh, so yeah, in my current role, it's still branding uh, for ADM and communications. And so you really can go about anywhere with, with a lot of these degrees that you know, QU provides us because it is a well-rounded education. It's not just one trick pony, you know,
0: exactly. I, I think we see that a lot with people who get a certain degree and then may go a completely different route, but they're still very prepared. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that happens a lot. Kyle, um, speaking of higher education, you spent some time teaching some classes in yeah. higher ed. Uh, what was that experience like?
2: Oh, that's, it's probably uh, one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Um, I love it uh, and would like to do more of that kind of thing. Actually, uh, being an RA at QU was, was another top one for me, had an amazing floor. But I think that whole community aspect of things in teaching, uh, I learn as much from the students as I think that I teach. Um, Real-world applications helps me, you know, so I can identify with the challenges that people have. But I found, um, you know, I taught some seminars, you know, for adults and John Schleppenbach, the late John Schleppenbach, was another mentor of mine. Uh, he actually brought me in to do some of those, and then from there, you know, Bob Major brought me in when they first started doing desktop publishing here. So we started with a very simple setup, but uh, he brought me in to be as an, ad, an adjunct professor, and uh, yeah, I mean, we just did desktop publishing. It was a pretty straightforward class for it. It was early, you know, you know when it was happening. And uh, just enjoy the activity. I mean, students are like sponges, right? And then they'll ask all kinds of questions that you would never think of. So I enjoy that aspect of it that they just kind of keep you on your toes. You know, you have to be ready for anything because just when you think something's going to work just well, something may not work well in a computer or design or software, and so you have to troubleshoot. But the best part about the class environment here is you can kind of rally a bunch of students to – helps problem solve. So everybody gets engaged. So, yeah, no, I think it's one of the best parts about a smaller school, right. And being a part of that.
0: You both have worked uh, in marketing and communication field for the field, really uh, since graduation. How has that changed over time?
1: Uh, Coming from the broadcast uh, perspective, I think um, seeing a better ROI for your clients um, is a lot easier now, especially with uh, everything being uh, on social media and the web. Um, also, targeting you can target your customers a lot easier if even if they're at an event or um, where um, maybe the, where they access you online. You, you can you get all that information. Uh, Kyle, you have more experience too with some of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I th- I think those are the the big ones. I mean, it's moving so fast anymore. I mean. Back in the day, you know, you'd have a print piece or TV. It took a lot to get your message out, right? And these days, of course, everybody knows the social media. It's, it's anybody with a voice can really amplify you know, through so many different channels online and offline. And, and so I think that's exciting. And just like what Sandy was just saying, you can target so well now. I mean, uh, when somebody's at a trade show and they're going to go to their hotel or they're going to meetings, the fact that somebody can target their phone – as they're walking into a trade show and serve up an ad that is appropriate to them, uh, you know, it is just blows so, my mind. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's so targeted and uh, it's kind of, it can be creepy <laughs> to yeah. some people in some ways, but I think it's the reality of things. So whether you like it or don't, you, we at least have to accept that it's the reality and sort of, I guess, move with it and figure out how does it apply to my life? Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's just fascinating and I think it's going to get, more interesting as we move forward one thing we were talking about with one of your colleagues actually before we came in um, was just events in general and right now with covid and all this what's going on in the world people you know typically could be spending tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousand dollars for one event for a week in europe or in the us because they spend all this travel time for their staff and everything and nowadays now things are moving towards moving that to digital. So you can pay a tenth of what you'd pay, you know, and have a virtual experience online. And I think that's going to be really exciting because they're going to, they're going to use this experience that we're all going through. And it's going to only increase that going forward. They're not going to go backwards. Right. They're going to learn from this. And now you're going to see experiences and social media become part of the business atmosphere. And I think that is kind of exciting because it's nothing we – could have predicted right right to happen so quickly so yeah i think it's it's definitely a an interesting time
0: yeah that's going to be interesting to watch to see which things stick like that and you know which thing and how things change Mm -hmm. okay i'd like for you guys to each tell me your favorite qu professor Mm -hmm. your favorite qu memory and a piece of advice for a current qu student from your years of experience
1: Uh, One thing that I've suggested, just while it's fresh in my mind, I I tell a lot of people that um, are still in school, is um, do a lot of extracurricular things, because I worked in our PR office, and um, that's actually what helped me get my first job. Once I had my degree, I had that experience, so I was able to get into a photography studio, because I was a photographer on staff here, Um, so I would, that's definitely a piece of advice I would uh, suggest to them. Um, There are so many memories, oh my gosh. I, I Besides meeting your husband, well, of course. Oh, it, definitely. Thank yeah, you, that. Matt, for reminding her. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the time you got to spend with um, people your own age, you know, and the freedom that we had here. Um, you know, it's the first time away from school. Yeah, it was scary at first, but then after a while, I mean, gosh, that you you um, you adopted more new family. You know, you, these people I still talk to these days. Um, thanks to Facebook and social media, there's you know we are able to keep in contact. So you you make so many memories with these new people. Um, see what else was there? Your
0: favorite professor?
1: Oh, favorite professor. Uh, we've mentioned Father Tom Brown a lot. Um, he's the one that really sticks out. He was special to me. Um just because he was my mentor, and um, I took most of my classes through um, uh, art history. I was an art history major, so they were all through him. I, so I would definitely say him
2: yeah all right, Kyle. those are good yeah that's it's tough, it's really tough. um there's so many really great influences. I would say, uh Father Tom Brown absolutely rates high in mine, obviously because I came here after talking to him, but even uh, at the time uh his support, I think Bob major uh he's such a character, and uh something he 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 did. I remember my first interactions with him. I was really into impressionism and just more literal things when you drew him. I didn't have as much of an appreciation for abstract art, right, at the time. And I remember I was very naive and very kind of – I hope it didn't come off arrogant, but when I was first meeting him in one of the classes, I was kind of like, well, abstract art, I don't really get it. I like to do this, this, and this, and I, I was kind of just – I didn't get it. And he really kind of challenged me. "What said, but if you, if you can design abstract and you can control the eye and do – he taught me the importance of these other ways of art, and it really upped my game, and he challenged me. And then every time we had a conversation – from then on, I mean, he could point at about any kind of design and and show me why it worked and why it didn't work, and it really just showed me that it's not just what looks good is good. There's a there's a there's a psychology behind the design of everything you do and and the color treatment. So I think he really stands out as a somebody who impacted my approach, right, and how I looked at projects. And then another one actually is not within my major, but uh, uh, Mrs. Thompson, who was a music teacher. Uh, they had the musical uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. And I actually tried out, and I had some family stuff going on. She let me come in, and and I think she lifted my confidence a lot by giving me a really good part in the musical when I wasn't a music major. And I really struggled because I didn't know I had to go by ear, and I wasn't the greatest singer. But I really tried really hard in things, and she saw that. And uh, I think she really influenced me a lot too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, what about advice? What advice would you have for a current QU student?
2: I think it's crazy because I don't consider myself uh, the networking kind of guy, really. But I will absolutely say say that staying in touch and making sure that you recognize uh, your networks, your the people that even from a uh, not even being best friends, there is a Rickard Jarrow was a, a gentleman that Father Tom Brown took our class to. And, uh, we went in, he was a video expert and he did great things for Mormons, which is now ADM. So what's interesting is all through my life, when you mentioned adjunct professor, you know, doing those things, well, Bob Major pulled me in, you know, Dr. Schleppenbach pulled me in. Uh, there's a lot of other things we did, but then even later in life, I stayed in touch with Rick Ruggiero cause I had questions on some things and just keeping in touch with him just turned out to one day. He's like, you know what? I'm going to need a replacement. Uh, They're looking at some things at ADM potentially, and we just start talking. Next thing you know, I'm working at ADM. So it's just interesting that you can have these relationships be very fluid. It's not like you have to be there every day, but just take advantage of knowing who's got the same skill sets and goals that you have and not being afraid to call them and say, hey, there's something I can't figure out. Do you know? I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but can you help me out with this type of problem? I know you had experience in it. And not being afraid to just ask somebody for some input, some expertise, and it'll take you places, just being open to, you know, other people and just keep that connectivity.
0: Wonderful advice uh, from two uh, very important QU alums joining us today. Kyle and Sandy, thank you so much for taking some time out and joining us. Thanks, Thanks for having have.
2: us. This is fun. Yep, yeah, appreciate it. You.
0: Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we talk with faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friars, and learn about their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman, and it's always a great day to be a Hawk.